The solemnity of the ascension of our Lord, of course, which is the namesake of our parish here, is one of the most interesting solemnities, I think, that uh, we experience throughout the church year. Because we celebrate when Christ leaves us. I think most of us find that interesting because typically when someone that we love and adore leaves us, we find it something that we don't wish to celebrate, but rather mourn. I have a friend of mine who has a young son about the age of 14, and her and her former husband, who lives now in Australia, uh, share custody with their son. So six months he spends here in the United States with her, and then six months he goes to Australia and spends time with his father. And this week, I saw a post on Facebook uh, from her as she was sending him off from the airport, and always enjoy seeing the joy when he comes home, but but that day I saw the great sadness in his mother's eyes. She was crying because she was mourning the loss for a short time of her son. But it's funny because I'm also great friends with the father, and so I saw the opposite side a few days later when the son uh, came to Australia and the great joy in the, the face of the father and the siblings that he had there at his arrival to spend time with them. The reason why I mention that is because so often we find ourselves in that sadness when we think about our time away from God and perhaps even his church. But what we don't remember is that God has promised us that he will return. Jesus Christ has promised us that he will come again. And so this ascension, although it may be a time of mourning for some, that Jesus has left earth and gone back up to the kingdom of heaven, seemingly departing from us altogether, we are left with the promise that Jesus will return. But I think what we fail to remember in this feast of the ascension is that Jesus' ascent into heaven is actually a great gift of mercy to us. Think about it. He came to earth, was incarnate. He was born through the Virgin Mary. He spent 30 years preparing for his ministry, three years uh, ministering to the people and showing them the goodness and mercy of God our Father. Then he was crucified. We put him to death. He was buried and raised from the dead. And for a while after he was raised from the dead, he spent time appearing to his disciples, teaching them again scriptures, breaking open the word, breaking bread with them, proving to them that he was indeed who he claimed to be, the Messiah. And now he leaves us again. But in leaving us, he sends us one of the greatest gifts he possibly can. The Holy Spirit. The third person of the Trinity. And he reminds us that the work that he has begun on earth is not yet complete. He leaves it to us. He says, go forth and preach this gospel to the corners of the world. Baptize in my name. Win souls for the kingdom of heaven. He gives us tasks, this responsibility 
to his disciples who are simply human beings who fail at the easiest things. For instance, Peter can't even catch fish. We hear it twice in the Gospels. He denies Jesus three times. Matthew, the tax collector, he calls normal human beings to do great works. And he also allows them to see great works through his ministry. But now is the time where he hands the baton over. He says, my work here amongst you is done for this time. Now it is up to you to take what you have learned, what you have experienced, and preach it to the world. To go into your hometowns, to go into your families, to go to places where you never thought you would step foot. To experience persecution like none other. But also the joy of laying down your life for another. I give you this authority. I give you this power. And if you choose to accept it, I also demand the responsibility See, God has showed us how to live, how to respond to his call through Jesus Christ. He's taken our weakness and made us strong. He has allowed our faults to experience some good. He's shown us that although we are human beings who are susceptible to the works of the devil and sin, we can overcome it through his grace, through his mercy. And so I believe that is why the disciples in the gospel reading today return to Jerusalem with great joy. Because everything that Jesus has claimed and has said has indeed come true. The prophecies have been fulfilled. And so they know that they had been in the midst of the Messiah, and he is not leaving them empty-handed. He was taken up to heaven to send the advocate, the one who would empower us to do the same work that Jesus himself did, to give us the authority to proclaim goodness, to forgive sins, to bring him to every corner of the world through the Holy Eucharist. And that is what we celebrate today. The goodness of God. The love of the Father who sent his Son. The love of the Son who sent the Advocate. Who spent time with us who acknowledged our own faults but forgave them, who showed us that we are indeed created in God the Father's image and likeness and as such are worthy of this life, are worthy of love, are worthy of mercy, and then given us the advocate and told us the task is now up to you. I have laid the foundation you are to build. 
And it's humbling, is it not, as Christians, to think of that. And as a priest, as your pastor here at Church of the Ascension, it's humbling thinking that each week I get up here and I preach this gospel to you. And that gospel that you hear, the words of God, you take into the world. You do the hard work. You are the ones called to not only live this out in the way in which you act, but also through your speech, the way you show love and offer mercy. You are the disciples of Jesus Christ. You are baptized by the power of the Holy Spirit, confirmed to be witnesses to the gospel. You have been given the power and the authority to proclaim Jesus Christ to the corners of the world. To be light and darkness. And God knows our weakness. And so we come to him week after week to be nourished, to be fulfilled to be sustained for this great task. To receive him body, blood, soul, and divinity. Call it the gas, if you will, that propels our feet, our spirit, our words, our hearts. And when we fall, we come back and receive his mercy. And so this great solemnity of the Ascension is a reminder that we have a great task ahead of us. That Jesus Christ has laid the foundation. We have experienced that. We have heard his words. And he calls us now to go forth and to continue on his work in this world. And so as as we remember the great goodness of God, we must ask ourselves, how is it that I have taken this responsibility and shown God's goodness to the other? How have I lived my life in such a way that people on the outside of this church can actually look at me and say, yeah, they are Christian. They get it. They live. They love. And in those times that we have fallen, let us have the courage to seek God's forgiveness. Each of us are called by name out of nothing for this task. We must be willing and ready always to live as brothers and sisters of Jesus Christ, chosen sons and daughters of God our Father with the authority given to us through the power of the Holy Spirit. Respond. Hear. Listen. Speak. That is what we're called to do.